This morning, we're going to keep with the theme of seeking a homeland. And I was able to, as we prepared for this, Phil and Matt and I, for the, because Phil and Tina are gone on vacation. They were gone last week, and then this week they're gone too. So in coordinating things, uh, Matt and I got to pick what we wanted to do, and I got to choose a character from the New Testament. And I didn't have to even think a minute when I chose the story of Jesus meeting the Samaritan woman at the well. I knew that because that's been in my mind for quite some time, looking for an opportunity to talk a little more about that. And we wanted to keep our theme of seeking a homeland, and I thought this, this will be perfect uh, in what we are trying to do here with our messages. You see, Jesus was taking a rest by the well, and the woman was looking for water. She showed up at about noon, and that was the warm part of the day when others were not there. She probably chose this time because she was a Samaritan, and she was one of those who was talked about because of her life circumstances and her actions. But what a lovely picture we see in this story of seeking water and finding instead salvation and eternal life. And so I'm going to read. If you have your Bible in your uh, car with you, turn to the book of John, chapter 4. John chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to read the first 30 verses there. So um, listen to this story. Now, Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria, so he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field, that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well, and it was about the sixth hour. That's noontime. A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink from me as woman of Samaria. For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty 
or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman said, or answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship. Uh, you will worship the Father. You will wor- you worship what you do not know, and we worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people who worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Just then the disciples came back and they marveled that he was talking with a woman. No one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? And they went out of the town and were coming to him. The reason I love this story so much is we see a representation of all who are seeking something in our life, something that is missing if we don't know Jesus. Interesting, too, we see in verse 23 that the Father is seeking people to worship him. We were told that. That's what Jesus said. Do you think it was a coincidence that this woman and Jesus met at the well? Do you think this was really by chance? I don't don't think that. In Matthew uh, chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, Jesus says here, Ask, and it will be given, given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will, be, it will be opened. So, see, we're told that when we seek God, when we seek the Lord, when we seek a relationship with him, we will find that. And this Samaritan woman was seeking God. She knew she needed something more in life. Have you ever felt that way? I think it would be fair to say that we long for someone to want us, And for someone to love us and to save us. And this woman had five husbands, and the one she was currently with was not her husband. Do you think this woman wanted to be wanted by somebody? Do you think she wanted to be loved and cared for? Do you think that maybe life's dysfunctions and sin had kept her from finding what she longed for? I think we know the answers to those questions. Put yourself there, and this is for guys too, not just the ladies, but we want to be wanted and needed. 
we long to be loved and appreciated this or appreciated and God has created this this way and now I'm sorry but I'm going to have to take you back to the year 1977 and this will date some of us but Cheap Trick a rock and roll band had a song called I Want You to Want Me now please don't tell Phil that I used Cheap Trick for a sermon illustration (laughs) Uh, while he was gone because he might be afraid to leave again or else not have me preach. But I think it will fit with uh, what I want to, the point that I want to get here. So let me read you the lyrics to this song. And by the way, this, this song was written by one of the group's guitar players. His name was Rick Nielsen. He wrote this song. And uh, um, these words are interesting. So Here's how it goes. I want you to want me. I need you to need me. I'd love you to love me. I'm begging you to beg me. I want you to want me. I need you to need me. I'd love you to love me. I'll shine up my old brown shoes. I'll put on a brand new shirt. I'll get home early from work if you say that you love me. Didn't I, didn't I, didn't I see you crying? Oh, didn't I, didn't I, didn't I see you crying? Feeling all alone without a friend, you know you feel like dying. Oh, didn't I, didn't I, didn't I see you crying? And then it goes back into the chorus. But see that what intrigued me about those simple words there, it tells a lot about how we are as people. If we if we look at that in a relationship with uh, you know, our wife or our husband or when we were dating, some of those words make sense, but they, they also make sense with God. And I believe that, that that man, when he wrote the lyrics to that song, he was uh, describing how we are as people. Uh, we want to be wanted and we need to be needed. And who fits the bill for that better than our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So now when you hear that song come on the radio, you put the, an application to that of um, the Lord and, and how he's created us and what he has in store for us. And just don't tell Phil, okay? <laughs> um, but here's, here's the point that I, uh, that I really wanted to make, that as we, we see all around us in life and look at our current political and social issues here in the U.S. and worldwide, people want to be recognized and appreciated, don't they? And as I thought about that, I thought that's enough said right there. This is a slippery slope. You got to be careful. What I, I think I have to be careful what I say beyond that because I'll get myself in trouble. doesn't matter what I say. Uh, um, because people are so edgy and on edge. But back to the main thing, God created us to want relationship with him, and he wants us too. So much that he sent his son Jesus to rescue us from sin and death. And this story of the woman at the well is a picture of what God has done for all of us through his son Jesus. We have this account in Scripture that explains many things to us if we look at it closely. Jesus tells the 
the woman that he will give people living water in, in John the, uh, 4, the 13th verse, and that it'll become a, a, a spring of water welling up and turning into eternal life for us. And in verses 19 through 20, she says, the woman says, our fathers worshipped on this mountain. And uh, this mountain was Gerizim. I looked this up and did some reading and found out something that I didn't know, or I should say something else that I didn't know. But if you're familiar with the story of Nehemiah and the destruction of the walls of the city of Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem was conquered and destroyed by the Babylonians in the year 586 B.C. The walls had been torn down and the gates burned by the Babylonian conquest. And later, the Jews, under the direction of Nehemiah, rebuilt the city walls and restored the gates to the city of Jerusalem so the city could be secure once again and safely inhabited by the Jewish people. And there was, op um, there was opposition at this time uh, by the enemies of the Jews while Nehemiah was rebuilding the walls to Jerusalem and the gates. And one of the opposition leaders to this that was opposing to them while they were trying to complete this work was a man by the name of Sanballat. Sanballat, who was a leader of the Samaritans, later oversaw the building of a temple on Mount Gerizim for the Samaritans to be able to worship God. And this temple stood for 200 years before being destroyed. But here we have the explanation of the woman's words, our fathers worshipped on this mountain. Gerizim, she was referring to the Samaritans' place of worship. But now here's the best part of this is listen to what Jesus says. Now look, look back in chapter 4 of John there, verses 21 through 24. We're going to read this again. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know, and we worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. And as I thought about this, here's Dini's paraphrase. Now, I, what I'm going to say here is this is my paraphrase of those verses we just read. I want you to know that, and uh, um, you can read it for yourself and interpret it for how you want to, to interpret it. But it, 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 here's putting in my words what I am hearing Jesus say. Listen to this. Jesus would say, I'm here now and things are going to change. You won't have to worship in a temple or on a certain mountain. And I guess I would throw in this morning, we can worship God here in this parking lot. I can be preaching to you off a gooseneck fifth wheel trailer. Uh, um, we don't have to be in a temple somewhere. I didn't have that written down, but that's what I'm trying to get a point across to. 
And then he says, um, in my opinion, I'm going to put my spirit in your heart. And even though you are not a Jew, it doesn't matter because I'm here for everyone. And my Father in heaven sent me because we want everybody and we want you. And my spirit will bring everyone together in truth about my Father and me. Again, that's my paraphrase, what Jesus is telling her. And after the woman leaves, she becomes a disciple, telling others about the Messiah. We read that in verse um, 29, that she went out and she says, Come see a man who told me all I have ever did, and can this be the Christ? Look at verse 39, starting in verse 39. Chapter 4, jumping down a little bit, it says the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all I'd ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. And they said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe For we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. Many believed because of the woman, but do you see what happened when they went and saw Jesus and listened to him for themselves? This story of the woman meeting Jesus at the well is a story of salvation. God painted us a picture of the process of finding Jesus and and finding eternal life through his son who was sent for us. And that is for all of us who choose to believe in Jesus, the son of God. The woman at the well was searching for a homeland and she found Jesus. Remember, God tells us in Matthew 7, if we seek, we will find. She went and told others who believed and they When they met Jesus, they chose for themselves what they were going to do with this one who is the Savior of the world. This is something we all must decide for ourselves. Are we going to choose him? We all want to be wanted. We are all looking for a homeland. We're seeking a homeland. And it's Jesus who is going to take us in to eternity. So see here, this story of the woman at the well is the message that uh, God loves all people. He sent his son. At first, it was to the Jewish people, and they had trouble accepting him. And and we all benefited from the fact that Jesus uh, uh, chose to reveal himself to the whole world. That includes every one of us. And so the question is, What are you going to do with Jesus, this one that is called the Christ, the one that uh, saved us from our sins? What are you going to do? And who else are you going to tell about it? This woman heard. She believed. She went and told people in her community. This Samaritan community, a a Gentile group that fought with the the Jews asked Jesus and his disciples to stay there, and they stayed a couple more days. Isn't that a neat part of the story? That uh, And many believed that heard him, and they recognized that Jesus was the Savior of the world. As our worship team comes up this morning, 
I want to just tell you that you can contact us by calling the church. You can talk to one of our staff members or one of our elders uh, after the service is over. You can come up. Uh, we have some, we even have some masks inside if a mask is necessary for you so we can converse. Uh, don't worry about that. But uh, um, even this week, if you want to make a phone call and to the church and make arrangements to find out some of the things that we're talking about or, or uh, more about what Jesus has done for us, what he can do for us. Maybe you already know all that and you've just had a hard time making him your Savior or saying, I want to go all in on having him as my Lord and my Savior. That could include being baptized uh, and or placing your membership here at church, but we want to be able to answer your questions, so do not worry um, about things being different, approaches either by a telephone call or coming up here, and we can take care of those things uh, to help you. And um, in closing, before we sing our song here, I want to just uh, have a quick prayer with you, so will you please pray with me? Father, as we come today, God, uh, here is this story of uh, Jesus, you met the woman at the well, and uh, we read this story so easily, it is so easy to understand, and it applies to all of mankind. This lady needed something in her life, and what she needed was you. She needed living water, um, something that changes us for eternity, and you provided her with that, but it's not just a story about uh, this Samaritan woman. It is a story of all mankind. You have rescued all of us, all of us that choose to make you our Lord and our Savior. So we say thank you for that. And if there's anybody here, Lord, that needs some help uh, in deciding what they need to do, send them to somebody that can help them. And also, Lord, let each and every one of us know that there's people in this community and in our world that need to hear about you. And this lady very simply told people what you had done for her, and it changed many, many lives, Lord. So we know that can happen. We love you and pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>